This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy New Year's Eve, everyone. Thursday, December 31st, wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan, a guy who's all about course correcting, even mid-flight. Okay, so yesterday, BYU basketball gets on the plane at 3.30. They find out mid-flight, just about 30 minutes in, that, hey, Pepperdine has a COVID issue. They're not going to play the game Saturday or tomorrow, today, Thursday. Uh, They turn around and and land an hour and 15 minutes after they took off. So uh, BYU's back, but... Yeah, and it's been a minute since I've been here. It's like almost two weeks. So it's like, what? what is this place? No, it's, it's good to be here. We did this show today live. Normally we don't uh, because BYU is going to play Pepperdine. About that. But let's party anyway because we're going to have Brady Christensen on and, and why he wants to play for money instead of for free. You know, I just don't understand that decision, said no one. Isn't it crazy that we're in a day and age now where the captain of a huge passenger jet gets a message Hey, um, there's a COVID positive case at Pepperdine, so just go ahead and flip the plane around, and we're, we're going to go back. Like it's that it, doesn't seem crazy to me. He's in a plane; it just turns it around. <laughs> what, what, what's what's crazy about? Oh, that? just you set your destination. Like you got to set up with all the air traffic controllers. Yeah. You got to tell everything. Like there are a lot of people that have to be informed to flip a big jet like that around, and then you land again. But it's the new normal, right? Yeah, and luckily they were on a charter and not a regular flight. Otherwise, they would have had to go all the way. They couldn't say, oh, I know everyone else is headed for L.A., but uh, we need to turn around. So Yeah, I can't imagine it's ex- uh, inexpensive to uh, cancel yeah, a charter Pepperdine flight. footing the bill there? Good grief. How does that work? Hey, your New Year's Eve show lineup includes the top BYU sports moments from, as we've just talked about, a wild, challenging, unpredictable 2020 First-team All-American left tackle Brady Christensen will join us live. Why he's ready for the National Football League right now. Plus, I'll spin the wheel of consequence for the first time. A fitting way to end this year for me. And another victory for the BYU Twitter mob. Congratulations to all of you. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Brady Christensen announced he's going pro yesterday. He's also a second-team All-American by the Football Writers and American Football Coaches Association. So those are two more All-American nods. Awesome. Also, Kairos Tonga signed an agent, meaning he won't predictably exercise his option to return for an additional season at BYU like every player could if they want. Still no word on Zach Wilson, Matt Bushman, Dax Milne, and others as to whether they will go early. In the case of Matt Bushman, it wouldn't be early. It'd be on time. But we haven't heard an official word as to whether he's leaving. I would guess that all three of those guys are going to leave. We just discussed this. BYU men's basketball has their West Coast Conference opener at Pepperdine postponed. Due to a positive COVID test within the Waves program, the two sides are working together with the WCC in an attempt to reschedule the game. There aren't many opportunities, so are we going to see like a Monday or a Tuesday game maybe? Yeah, well, BYU has a a week or two where they only play one game, so there are. But what does Pepperdine have those openings that BYU has? You play on a Tuesday. Ain't no thing. 
You, you play two games in three days, typically. Why can't you play on, on a Tuesday? Yeah, they'll figure it out. Cougs in the NFL this weekend. Notables include Kyle Vinoy, the Dolphins, play at Buffalo in a playoff-determining game. San Francisco, Takataki, and the Browns against the Steelers, who apparently don't take the end of the season seriously. Jamal Williams and the Packers look to lock up the one seed in the NFC against the Bears. Hopefully they don't. The uh, Packers and Saints lose, and the uh, Seahawks win. The Seahawks are the happening. number one seed. And uh, Taysom Hill and the Saints play the Panthers, trying to hold down the two seed. Saints lost to the, the Packers, so they can't be the one seed. They can only hold on to the two. But uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, interesting. A lot of Cougars involved in these playoffs. Different playoff format. Seven teams from each conference get in. Only one bye for the top seed. Do you like that format change? Sure. Great. It's different, right? It's, it's Hey, it's COVID. Here's another team. <laughs> Great. BYU women's basketball off to a 2-0 start in West Coast Conference play after a blowout home victory, this time 76-50 over Santa Clara. BYU has held their two conference opponents to 50 or fewer points. Shaylee Gonzalez scored a game-high 20 points, 18 in the first half. Lauren Gustin with her fifth double-double in seven games. Sarah Hampson, five blocks. Ladies will enjoy a little break and then travel to San Diego to take on the Toreros just after the new year on January 4th. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. On this, the final day of the year 2020, it's time we look back at the best of this strange, yet for BYU Sports, gratifying 2020. Yeah, it was They've awesome. made the most of it. And we will start by doing the game of the year, Jerem. I can't believe that it's been 10 months in this because, since this happened. because it's been 10 it, years, it actually. It feels way longer. But the game of the year, second-ranked Gonzaga at BYU men's basketball in the Marriott Center, and the Cougars get it done again against the Zags. 91-78, taking down one of the premier programs, a team that was going to become number one had they beaten BYU yet the ultimate senior night. Mark Pope called it the greatest senior night in the history of BYU sports. Which Danny Ainge's senior night, I think, was uh, just a little bit better. But that was, what a fun night, right? This is such a great game. BYU wins this by uh, 13. BYU's ranked 23rd, by the way. And a lot of these great wins for BYU in history, we forget, hey, BYU was pretty good. It wasn't like BYU was just a, a big loser coming in. No, BYU was good. Crazy awesome crowd. Uh, you know, the week of this game, I said, hey, this is going to be the closest thing since San Diego State 2011. It absolutely was. And it was really fun. It was really fun. Uh, a lot of nervousness even down the stretch, but uh, big shots by a lot of guys. And uh, game of the year. Okay, others to mention. Men's volleyball at Hawaii mm. the first night. 1v2, BYU pounds Hawaii, hit 6.03. That was incredible. That's an honorable mention. The second for me. match of that series would have been good too if BYU had won in five sets. Right. BYU got reverse swept, uh, had match point in set three, lost. Um, if BYU had beaten Coastal Carolina, I think that we might have said that that was the game of the year. Like, Maybe if BYU ends up undefeated. Oh, if Dax Mill gets in the end zone on yes, the final play. I think that we would have said that was the game of the year. And then men's basketball against San Diego State on the road. Let's not undervalue that. It, it dims a little bit compared to this win against Gonzaga. Certainly the buildup to senior night, the 2v23, the final home game, the season, the culmination, the Gonzaga again, another top five win. No, no doubt. But men's hoops winning at San Diego State was pretty awesome. So there were some great games. And, and most of these are going to be men's sports because not a lot of the women's sports played. So like soccer and volleyball, we didn't Canceled. have in the fall and women's hoops didn't have a great year. And gymnastics was 
pacing for something cut awesome, short. but it was cut short. So, uh, yeah, that's why. Because when we had this discussion, I go, hey, there's a lot of men's sports here. It's because the women didn't end up getting to play a ton. So we're going to have two 2021 soccer and volleyball and gymnastics uh, seasons, sort of, right? I guess not gymnastics, but okay. So that's game of the year. Moment of the year. Mark Pope's vision becomes a reality when BYU practices storming the court before the season, and then BYU actually does it, <laughs> which is just unbelievable. So this is the practice. This is in October. Midnight madness for BYU basketball. And then BYU actually does it. And this is like two weeks before COVID, so it was good to get that in before we couldn't gather uh, any more like this. And this moment is just so fun as you see the ball boy just try and track down the ball. But yeah, what what a moment, what a culmination, what a hopefully safe moment. And it was just so fun. It was just what a rush, what a what a what a piece of gathering joy prior to not being able to do so for a long time. How crazy is it to see a crowd like that based it's on weird what has now, been going right? on for the past ten and a half months? It's weird. Nine to and a half at. months, whatever it is. Okay, other other ones I think of. Uh images of the empty venues are the moment of the year. Like it defines wow. it, right? Yeah. Wow, COVID, yeah. crazy. Oh my gosh. Like, where is everybody? That first home game where I'm sidelining in the stands at Lavelle Edwards Stadium against you're, Troy. You're you're literally the only person sidelining. You're not even on the side. You're I'm, standing. I'm, I'm standing, yes, in the stands <laughs> with sixty three thousand open seats. Just weird, right? It was so strange. And then I think uh, just because something's negative or inconvenient doesn't mean it should be dismissed. So Dax Milne, a yard short. That's an image of the year. That's a moment of the year because it keeps BYU from being undefeated. I think that's one of them. BYU's first win in Florida ever as a football program. You were at the game, UCF. Yeah, that's not one of them for me. Oh, really? No. Um, the moment but, of the year, the celebration, the last time that you see Zach Wilson play, the final snap. That was all awesome, yeah. But Dak, to me, Dax being one yard short is the football image of the year, where it was like, really, there was so much amazing. I, again, no, I, I'm not saying that. It was, uh, it was, it kept BYU from being undefeated. Okay, I mean, I, I can appreciate that. I'm just saying, like, there's not another football moment that trumps that one. Uh, just Zach's face, maybe. I don't know. Mo- moment of the year. There were so, like, there were so many very good moments that they all get jumbled together. So what's like the moment the from moment football? Of the year for me? Like in 10 years, I'll be like, oh, yeah, BYU was one yard short. Like that was crazy from being undefeated. That was such a fun, crazy, awesome year. Senior what, night, what trumps it for you? 16 like, degrees. 16 degrees meal. is a negative Zach one Wilson me. hands the ball to <laughs> Isaiah Kafusi. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, that, that, I that was also one of thought it was fantastic. Of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't like the – yeah. I, listen, when I think 1979, I think, oh, Brenton Johnson missed a field goal. Shoot, that was they were that close. Like, how good was that year? It was the awesome. moment of the year might have been the moment that BYU announced a game at Coastal Carolina. Like that set the nation in a frenzy. Yeah, it was yeah. they're going to go twenty three hundred miles on essentially moment two of the days year was notice when the truck showed up and play this game, <laughs> and then the truck has like this viral moment as everyone's yeah. following the BYU equipment truck across the country. Yeah, again, just because it's negative or uh, whatever doesn't mean it should be dismissed. Yeah, player of the year. The aforementioned Zach Wilson. Oh, yeah. What, in the what, last what three months. So from the Troy game on September 26th to the UCF game on December 22nd, under three months, he goes from, yeah, capable guy. We think he has an NFL arm. We'll see what he can do to he now might be the second overall draft pick. Are you kidding me? Yeah, what a year, man. What kind of an 
do we have an ascension to even compare to that within BYU sports? I don't think so. I think it is unique. He is in and of himself yeah. in just how quickly well, he went from, well, yeah, he's, he might be an NFL guy, but he, he, Steve, was, he looked kind of yeah. weird last year. He had a lot of turnovers. Three months later, like now ESPN's top analysts are saying, he has surpassed Justin Fields, pro football and he's going to be the second quarterback drafted behind Trevor Lawrence. We have multiple sources now, not just one, yeah. Uh, Steve Young Sr., he went from 8-4, and four and, and the guy that took over from McMahon, who didn't do a ton, to second in the Heisman. Yeah, it was crazy. Gabby Garcia-Fernandez was having an all-time season prior to COVID. Uh, Yoli Childs was amazing. Alex Barcella's shooting has been amazing. Shayla Gonzalez's start has been awesome, so... Yeah, what a year. Uh, lots of great individuals. Okay, play of the year. 1,100-plus receiving yards. Yeah. The radar guy. Yeah. Tyler Algier, same idea. Yeah. Um, okay, play of the year. TJ Haas, game-winning three against St. Mary's. Yeah. There, there have been some awesome plays this year. This game? But that's th- like a game-winner, uh, rival, still trying to figure out how good BYU is. Massive. Now, this could qualify as a game of the year, Jerem, based on what happened and what it meant to BYU yeah. basketball in that moment. Yeah. It's not, not better than Gonzaga, no, but, it, but it it's was certainly one of them, in the discussion, yeah. right? Oh, totally. Look at the fans behind the hoop just go absolutely nuts. And then the mean mug from TJ. How about that for a moment <laughs> of I'm, the year? The TJ mean mug. I'm about to have a kid face. You know that look. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he goes and has his baby. Yeah. Well, his wife did, but yeah. His wife, yeah. Uh, other plays of note, uh, this one has context. These other don't. Neil Powell's toe touch, UTSA, Lopini, Katoa's catch. Uh, Davide Gardini behind the head. Mm-hmm. Those are like play of the year noms. They were pretty good. All right, team of the year. Now, this is tough. There haven't been a lot of teams that, like, finished the season. So No, th- this is tough because BYU men's There's basketball only was so incredible. One? And BYU football was so incredible. But football navigating yeah. 12 games and figuring out a way to do that, go 11-1, and one, I think they're going to finish 10 or 11 in the final AP poll. And stealing the nation's attention in large part for a majority of the college football season. To me, because they had to traverse COVID, this edges out men's basketball. Well, they, they get it because the they finished the season. Yeah, they did. <laughs> right? they're, the only, yeah. they're the only year, uh, team that actually got to finish their year. And, of course, it was amazing. Like, if BYU's 10-2, it's still. The best win is BYU men's basketball against Gonzaga. Yeah, but the best sure. season goes to BYU football. Yeah, BYU football didn't have that opportunity to go up against, like, a top-five team, right? Uh, they had to play who they could play. And uh, they took it. So, yeah, team of the year, easy pick, BYU football. Okay, viral moment of the year. Uh, there were a lot of them, right? Uh, BYU uh, doing a lot of viral things. Uh, I think Cosmo dunks from the three-point line. This just went berserk on, on social. Like, he gets thrown from, like, 24 feet out in dunks against San Francisco mm-hmm. on uh, February 8th. I mean, this was insane. This went everywhere. Fox Sports just tweeted this out as their number three yeah. image of the year. <laughs> That's so dangerous. Like, this could have gone so wrong so easy. But uh, Cosmo's amazing. Not the first time he's done it either. Like, uh, what was it? 16 or or something. Maybe 20 years earlier. He does this again. This one, obviously, (laughs) with the social media age in play, will go viral. Yeah, yeah. The other viral moment of the year for me I'd like to discuss was the mascot poll by Fox College Sports. Well, three polls, right? Versus Big Red specifically. Yeah, yeah. The idea that BYU fans bought votes and like it was this chaotic bought thing votes nice but every it had the nation's attention it had all of BYU sports nation's attention in Western Kentucky because and no national, nothing, nothing was else. going on there was no other competition happening so, other than a fan how pathetic was that poll 
on Twitter to who has the best mascot in all the land. And both of these mascots were not even in the initial poll. Yeah. Fox Sports got feedback from Western Kentucky. People were like, whoa, you've missed. And so Cosmo and Big Red enter as 16 seeds, and then they make it all the way to and the like, final. Matt Harms is influenced by this. And there was, there was another, there was a best basketball fans poll, right? Two or something. Um, we love a good Twitter mob after actually being mobbed in Ohio, Missouri, and Illinois in the 1830s and 40s. So that's, <laughs> that's the revenge of uh, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Just do it digitally. Last then night, Jake Oldroyd. Jake Oldroyd. Yeah. Gets the fan vote for the Lou Groza Award because One the, Twitter, the BYU fan Twitter mob takes over last night and gets it done again. If Jake doesn't win the Lou Groza, <laughs> it will not have mattered. But it's oh. fun. Yeah. We know he's number one, right? Hopefully, hopefully he wins. <laughs> not a power five kicker, so they're not going to give it to him, but hopefully he wins. Our question of the day. What was the most memorable BYU sports moment of 2020? Let's hear from you, BYUSN, in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Ben Peterson answers on Twitter. My favorite single moment... Watching basketball beat Gonzaga. The energy in the arena could be felt even though I wasn't there. A close second, the football season. There are a lot of moments with the season. Like, there were so many, it's hard to just digest all of them, right? Because BYU didn't win a game dramatically at the end, you know, to be like, that was the what? It was like, BYU blew everybody out, but UTSA and lost to Coastal. So, there you go. Uh, Coming up, Spencer spins the wheel of consequence. Yay. Plus, AP First Team All-American Brady Christensen on why he's ready for the NFL right now. This is BYU Sports Nation. Got that post-BYU beard, man. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. With no game at Pepperdine tonight, we look forward to Saturday when men's hoops returns to action. BYU in San Diego. Listen to Cooper pregame live on BYU Radio with not pictured Jason Shepard starting at 7 Eastern Saturday. We are live in Studio B on New Year's Eve with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. We lead into our guest today with this stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. It's been 15 years since BYU's had an offensive lineman drafted. Scott Young in 2005. So by the time BYU changes that in 2021, Jeremy, it'll be 16 16. years. What? Since BYU has had an offensive lineman drafted. It's one of the crazier stats that I've come across in uh, recent memory. Joining us now, the man who's going to change all of that, the first First-team All-American, according to the Associated Press, for BYU since Luke Staley did it in 2001. His name is Brady Christensen. He joins us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Brady, first and foremost, Happy New Year's Eve. We know you're looking forward to 2021, and congratulations on all your first-team honors. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's good to see you guys again. Uh, It's been a crazy ride, but it's been fun just to see, you know. Here's when I knew you were going pro. When you started wearing a hat in pregame warm-ups when you didn't have your helmet. I was like, that guy looks like a professional already. <laughs> I'm a big hat guy, you know. I uh, don't have the best of hair, so I always try to cover up with a hat. Listen, you look like post-BYU <laughs> yeah. player right now, too. You got the curly hair, long going. Uh-huh. You, got the, you got the beard. I mean, you look like you're in uh, post-BYU form already. 
Yeah, I'm trying to match uh, Corbin Kafusi, you know, trying to match his level. <laughs> it's not quite there, and I don't know if he'll ever be there, but I'm trying. <laughs> that dude has some serious flow for sure. All right, Brady, uh, obviously BYU fans really excited to hear that you've made the decision to uh, make the jump to the NFL. Walk us through the process of this. How long did it take you to decide? When did you really begin considering all of this? And ultimately, why did you come to that decision? Yeah, it's been a extremely difficult uh, decision. I mean, I love BYU more than anything. This experience here at BYU has been amazing. I've loved my teammates, the coaches, just everything about it has been awesome. So it's, it hasn't been easy to decide to leave. Um, but after just talking to my friends and family and coaches as well, um, I just felt like it was time for me uh, to pull the trigger and uh, to declare. Um, I think I started really considering it later in the season. Obviously, I didn't want to be distracted from the season, and the season was all that mattered. But I did start considering it, start talking about it, and start thinking about it through the process. It'd be hard to replicate being the number one graded offensive lineman in America from PFF. It'd be hard to replicate first-team All-American, right? So it makes sense to strike while the iron's hot. Was that a uh, motivating factor in this? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I feel like I had a really good season. Uh, really good? You had, like, a, an amazing season, Brady. It was incredible. <laughs> appreciate it. I felt like I improved uh, a lot in my run blocking, and that was kind of a big thing for me in this offseason. Um, I still obviously have a ton to prove, but I felt like I had as good of a season as I could have had this year, um, considering the circumstances, considering COVID and everything. So I just felt like the time was right. Obviously, you declared yesterday, so it became official as of December 30th. But when did you decide, okay, 100%, I'm going to the NFL? I basically decided 100% on the 29th, so a couple days ago. Um, I was leaning towards leaving for a couple days, uh, a couple weeks, but it wasn't officially decided until the 29th. And that's when I told my family and told the coaches and told everyone close to me that I was uh, deciding to declare. We obviously can see why it makes absolute sense for you to go right now, but in your mind, what are some of the things that would have made that decision a little bit harder and and why you would have wanted to come back to BYU for another season? Yeah, I mean, I've said it a lot that this team was as close as any team I've ever been a part of. Um, It was so hard to decide to leave these guys um, behind. Some of my closest friends are on this team. Um, so that alone, and the coaching staff is amazing. We had such a special year, and I know they'll have a special year next year again. And so to leave that behind was very, very difficult. Um, I love BYU. I'll forever be a BYU Cougar fan. I know I'll be season ticket holders when, when the time comes, but, man, I just loved it here and loved every second of it. A lot of college football teams, obviously everybody, had to deal with COVID. But it felt like this team in particular came together in a unique way because of COVID. You're the only team in the West playing. You're playing early. Pac-12, Big Ten, bounce out. Schedule blows up. You guys rally. You go to Navy. You say you're going to Coastal Carolina. Like all this. It was so special. Did COVID bring this team more together than it would have been already? 100%. I mean, I just get in chills just thinking about it. I remember fall camp when we had basically no schedule we were just grinding and we were playing physical. The defense was playing physical with us. The offense was playing physical. We were getting in fights. We were loving each other up after practice. We were all that we had for a little while. And we became so close because of COVID. And I always, in my life, I always think about like hard things bring people together. 
And it was definitely hard. COVID was hard. It, the stress of every week you're getting tested. What if I have COVID so I can't play? I remember I had one inconclusive test before one of the games. And I was like, what if I'm not able to play? And so just all that stress just really brought us together because we on the team, we were the only ones that knew what we were going through. When you look back on this season, 11 wins, one loss, obviously a dominant victory over UCF as the finale. How will you define the 2020 BYU football season? I think the best, funnest football season I've ever had up to this point. Um, The amount of joy that this football season has brought me has been undescribable. Um, I just think of all the close relationships that uh, I've gained through this year and throughout my four years here. Um, it's been amazing. I, I just like, I'm so grateful for this season. I think that's how I define it. Just gratitude for actually being able to play um, 12 games. It's pretty gnarly to think of all the really good and great BYU football players, Brady, that have played here, but none have been first team All-American since Luke Staley in 01. Uh, what does that mean to you as a guy who's a, a BYU fan growing up? Yeah, I remember Coach Mateos, he told me that stat, and I was like, that can't be true. Like, no no way that is true. There's just been so many studs here at BYU. And so the fact that I'm the first one since Luke Staley to be on that specific All-American team, it's uh, really humbling. I mean, I just think of all the greats the past 20 years and growing up watching these greats. It's, uh, it's crazy that I'm here in this uh, situation. I never thought, never imagined in a million years that I'd be here uh, talking to you guys and talking about being an All-American. Are you well, even those, old enough are... to remember Luke Staley? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't even remember watching him play. I mean, I was five. And he, he got his All-American. So I don't. I don't remember. Okay, you you just threw in talking to us and being a first-team All-American in the same breath, which it's very flattering. That is not true, but uh, we really appreciate that. Um, Zach Wilson had so much success. Obviously, what he did is amazing. The offensive line's got to play well for that to happen, right? So give us give us a sense of what it's like to block on a play uh, for Zach and then and then just see that ball come out and then be like, oh, he scored, sweet. Yeah, I started a couple days, a couple games through the season. I always run down to the end zone and celebrate with the team. But after a while, I was like, I can't do this anymore. So I just turned around <laughs> and, and celebrate with Zach because he had so many bombs that I was like, I can't run down every single time. <laughs> And I remember, I remember a couple of times he'd be like, man, that was a dime. And just to see his confidence and then watch the dime being thrown live and then going to talk to him about it. It was, a, it was an experience I'll never forget. He's unbelievable season and just so fun to watch. He deserves everything that's coming for him, every success that's coming for him because he's literally one of the hardest workers I've ever seen and just one of the best leaders um, and friends that a guy could ask for. That's hilarious. The big time blindside <laughs> left tackle Brady Christensen with us on BYU ah, Sports Nation. I can't run down every time. Jeez. Declares for the NFL as of yesterday. Now the question is, where do you expect to go? Not in terms of the team, because I know that's a definite wild card. Seahawks, let's go. More importantly, when, <laughs> when are you thinking that you're going to hear your name called, Brady? I mean, I obviously I talk a lot about how there's things that you can't control and I can't control that. So I, I honestly don't know exactly where I'm going to go. My goal for uh, pre-draft prep is just to become as big as, 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 as athletic as possible to prepare myself to be as drafted as high as possible. I want to do very good. If I get invited to the combine to have very good numbers uh, 
in all the different aspects to put me in the best position as possible. Was there a team that you grew up rooting for? Yeah, I actually uh, grew up a Titans fan back in the Eddie George, Steve McNair days. I had okay. an Eddie George jersey. Wow. Um, so I was, grew up a Titans fan. So, but like, like you were saying, you have no idea where you're going to go. <laughs> so I'd be just thrilled with anyone. Was, was there, I mean, was there a projection of, okay, you're a first round possibility or a day two guy, second or third round that influenced you? Or was it like, listen, the iron's the hottest. If I go in the third, great, whatever, hopefully I'm higher. Is, is that kind of the uh, projection there? Yeah, to be honest, um, my goal was to get as much feedback as possible to make the best decision. So I talked to literally everyone about different scenarios. I talked to Kalani. I talked to Coach Mateos, Coach Grimes, all the different coaches, and then my family and friends as well. And then I combined all that feedback together, and that's kind of how I made my decision. Obviously, there's a lot of different feedback of what you get, um, but I just tried to make the best decision possible off the feedback I got. Brady, you've been very outspoken about what Coach Grimes and Coach Mateos have done for you and your individual progression. What exactly did they do to help you develop at BYU? Yeah, they. I was so blessed with the best coaches. I mean, I look at my journey to, to get to here to BYU. It's been incredible, and I just feel like it was a perfect situation, perfect storm for me. I mean, I had Coach MP my first year, and then Coach Pugh, and then Coach Grimes, and then Coach Mateos. Um, when I first got here, we watched some film of my my when I redshirted my true freshman year, and it was not very, not not the best. <laughs> I was very, I was very raw technically, and so I needed a lot of really good coaching to develop uh, technically. And these guys have helped me um, staying out for practice in the off season watching film with me just to help me become the best player I could be. And it's, it's a credit to them to really see the development in all of the O-line and, and me as well. Didn't you weigh like 230 pounds at one point? Yeah. So uh, getting recruited out of high school, I said I was 240, but I was, <laughs> that had been soaking wet and maybe with a five pound weight in my pocket. So <laughs> I, was, uh, I was very skinny. And then when I got home from a mission, I was about 260, 265. Who recruited you originally? So it's actually Coach 2J. Um, it's crazy because, I mean, I, I wasn't offered from BYU until a week before signing day. And so they brought me down um, on an official visit and they offered me right then. And then I, I verbally committed right then and there when they offered. Brady, let's finish with this. Zach Wilson's had a fantastic year, obviously. But we're all about giving the guys up front – a bunch of credit. So how much credit do you deserve as the blindside protector for Zach Wilson and the success of BYU's offense this year? I think it's the whole line. I mean, it was an unbelievable line. We, we even had a lot of adversity. Like last game, James was out and then Joe got hurt. Connor steps in, a true, a true freshman at center, leads the show. I mean, Clark got hurt. It, it was just amazing to see the depth of our line and the success that we had up front. And it was uh, – I think our online did an incredible job and it was fun to be a part of. I was just one, one, one out of five of, of, of the success we had up front, but cause it was a, uh, it was truly everyone. Brady, great to talk with you, man. Congratulations again on all of your accolades, both individually and uh, as a team, we look forward to the next few months, man. I'm sure you'll be hearing from us a lot. That's <laughs> sweet. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. It's good to be on here. You got it. Brady Christensen on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. What a career. And what a, 
the stuff we just learned just crazy, you know? Uh, nope, I couldn't run down every time. No, we're scoring too much. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's going to run. <laughs> and they didn't line. offer him until the week of week signing before. day. Garrett 2J, wow. the week before signing two, day. Two star, okay? Two. 230 First pounds. team All American. I oh, love it, man. Okay, coming up, the compelling story of Jesse Wade and his relationship with Y Mountain that served as a symbol of his recovery. And per contract, I now need to pay the piper. Let's go. And spin the wheel of consequence. Mostly thanks to Jason and Blaine's erroneous picks in my absence. <laughs> this is BYU's Sports Nation. <laughs> this segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. On the latest BYU Sports Nation right now, Kiki Solano is ringing in the new year with the best moments of 2020 because, yes, the past year was full of some good times, too. Watch it on the BYU Sports Nation social media platform. He is Jeremiah Spencer. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We have some breaking news. BYU Sports Nation breaking news. BYU junior wide receiver Dax Milne has just declared for the NFL draft. He put out a tweet. In it, he says the following. Jeremy and I will uh, read the entirety of this. Start. My heart is full. The last three years have been a dream come true. The experience I've had playing football for BYU has given me more than I can put into words. It has been such a special place to play the game I love. I would not be here where I am today without BYU Sports Nation. No, my coach is at BYU. I owe them so much. I want to sincerely thank Coach Kalani, Coach Fessy, Coach A-Rod, Coach Grimes, and the entire coaching staff for helping me become a better player, for being such great mentors and friends. I want to thank them for believing in me and giving me the opportunity to compete. I also want to thank the administration and team support staff for working so hard so we could play this season. It was a season I'll never forget. And all the fans of Cougar Nation, thank you for your love and support. Best fans in the world. I will forever cherish the memories and relationships I have made with my teammates. Leaving it all out on the field with them will be what I miss most. And most importantly, I want to thank my family for always being there for me through it all. My journey of reaching for the stars continues as I am declaring for the 2021 NFL Draft. I will forever rep the Y and give it everything I have to make Cougar Nation proud. Go Cougs! Signed, Dax Milne. What a, what a story for him, too, to go from literally like the fifth receiver on the team to one of the top receivers in the country. A walk-on, Jerem. A walk-on. Yes. And he got, and that was for one year. He's been uh, two years as a, uh, a scholarship player. But, like, wow. He, got, he goes from uh, essentially just like, oh, that guy had two good one-handed catches last year, good hands, to 70 catches for uh, 1,188 yards, uh, eight touchdowns, 99 yards per game. I mean, he, he became one of the best receivers in the country. There is a spot for him in the NFL, which is crazy to think about given where he's come from in just a couple of months. So this is very exciting. Again, I said it a couple of days ago, when you have a season like this, there will be an, uh, a mass exodus of talent. And uh, hopefully BYU can replenish it. It won't be the same. It won't. But hopefully over time, BYU continues to develop these kind of players. I said it in June for the first time. Dax Milne is the most underappreciated BYU football skill player. He's no longer underappreciated. He's going to the NFL. Yeah, and he didn't serve a mission. Uh, He played three years. So he's like... He's like the same age as these guys. So this makes sense. Like he's probably 21, right? So I think this is a great move. If he came back next year, he doesn't have Brady Christensen protecting Zach Wilson throwing to him. And he I think he doesn't should... have Zach Wilson throwing to him. Right. So someone asked me, well, is Gunnar Romney going to go pro too? I, no, he didn't have the same kind of year. He had, uh, you know, 767 yards. He missed some time, right? Missed, uh, what, two games. 
if Gunnar Romney had played those two games, perhaps he'd be in a similar situation. But I think this is a good move. And, and the difference between this and some of the NBA guys that we had an issue with declaring early is that they weren't drafted. Um, and then they didn't get a spot. Like, but I get it for Dax. He's not going to have a better season than what he just had. Get out of here, man. Go. He's a peacock. He's got to fly. Well, and here's the thing. Fessy Satake recruited Dax Milne to Weber State. Fessy Satake gets hired as the receivers coach at BYU and convinces Dax to come to Provo as a walk-on. So we need to yeah. give significant credit. I said it Fessy on Satake. what, Tuesday? Pay this man. Holy cow. Pay this man. He's the second quarterback's coach. Well, it's time for me to pay up, Jerem. Okay, will of consequence. So I won last week. You've been out for, I guess, like, hey, you had a baby. That matters, I guess. Um, and, yeah, we have a wheel of consequence now. So basically you spin it and then you suffer. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's how this works. Yeah, too much joy in the suffering part of this. All right, I've done this two or three times already. Here we go. Spinning the wheel of consequence. Good spin. I like that. And it is settling on third person. <laughs> okay, for the rest of the segment, you have to speak in third person. Spencer thinks this is yes. ridiculous. Yes, Carl Malone, it is. <laughs> Spencer thinks this is going to be really difficult to do. Yes, I. that's one of the harder ones on there. I wish Shaved Head was on there, but anyway. <laughs> Jerem usually throws a 15-yard flag every time someone uses a third-person reference. Yeah, so I'm okay. already up to two 15-yard penalties. Sorry, Spencer's already up oh, to hey. three 15-yard penalties. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds so ridiculous. <laughs> it's almost as bad as the chair, but yeah. Hey, Spencer's going to do what Spencer wants to do. <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> Let's whip it. The Cougar Whip Round presented by Visible Supply Chain Management tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Over, uh, overcoming a 4,000 vote deficit in two days, BYU fans helped Jake Oldroyd win the fan vote in the Lou Groza Award Twitter poll. Does this solidify BYU fans as the undisputed Twitter champions? Spencer says yes. Tell me a tell Spencer. It's getting old fast. A better. Twitter mob than BYU sports, specifically in the year 2020. They have won basically everything by coming together over Twitter. Yeah. Is there any doubt now? I mean, there was no doubt after the summer, right? We're good. The Sander brothers, Taylor and Brendan, faced each other yesterday in Poland with Taylor's team winning the match in three straight sets, 27-25, 25-22, and 25-12. Jerem, will Spencer and the rest of us get a chance to see the Warner brothers in the NFL face-off next year, Troy and Fred. That'd be fun. I think Troy has some work to do. Uh, I'm not sure he's on too many draft boards, but perhaps as a free agent, he's got a shot, hopefully. Spencer wonders how much Troy has benefited from the publicity that Fred Warner has given to Troy and how that will make an impact in the approaching draft. Yeah. It would certainly help Troy to be able to display his skill set more than just at BYU's Pro Day. But has he done enough to get an invite to the combine? Yeah, the film says all, right? Okay, what was more interesting about the Mayo Bowl yesterday? The Duke's Mayo Gatorade jug on the winner's sideline or the trophy being shattered in the postgame celebration by Wisconsin's quarterback? <laughs> the trophy being shattered and the player reactions from all around. They all stopped dancing. <laughs> they all froze. That was funny. And then they take a tube of Duke's mayonnaise and, like, tape it to the top of the trophy. <laughs> I hope they keep it that way. Spencer hopes Wisconsin 
keeps it that way in the trophy case at Wisconsin. It was the Gatorade jug for me because I, like everyone, I thought, oh, is this full of mayo? Why would that they would put be... that in? Ma- why would they put mayonnaise in? Because that thing? that'd be hilarious. That's why. You know how heavy that would be. Oh, it'd be very poor heavy. coach. You know the Yankee of the mayo. Following Florida's 55-20 loss to Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl. Boomer Sooner. Head coach Dan Mullen downplayed the loss by saying his team's season ended 11 days ago. This prompted Brett McMurphy to tweet out, little known fact, an SEC team has never lost a bowl game that it really cared about playing in. <laughs> oh, wait, Alabama, what? Jeremy, is this fact or fiction? <laughs> it's fiction. I I hate this. Respect the game. Show up. Oh, we had COVID. You think you're the only team with COVID issues anywhere? Kalani Stocky said, we didn't have full strength all year. We had COVID issues for every game, right? If you read the reports from the bowl game, there were some major issues with BYU too, but no, respect the game, man. Come on. You know what Spencer I'm gonna, I'm gonna really get, wants to happen? I'm going to get Florida a pack of stamps for Christmas because they mailed it in. You know what Spencer really wants to happen? It's third person things getting old. I know. I hate it. <sighs> Cincinnati to destroy Georgia and add to the well, current SEC. We'll see well, Georgia, if Georgia cares. really want to play Cincinnati. It was a consolation prize. Georgia better bring it now because the pressure is on. Show up. Pressure is on. Do you respect the game or do you not? BYU Sports Nation fan Lawrence Smith tweeted, since BYU, uh, Spencer Linton's daughter Navy was born during BYU Sports Nation, doesn't she get instant and lifetime karma? Spencer Linton approves. This karma message. guaranteed. Karma, yes. 10.08 a.m., eight minutes into the show, right in the middle of uh, what would have been what's trending. She's, what, she's what's trending. She's trending. Yes. Yeah. Navy Christine Linton, lifetime recipient of the BYU yeah. Sports Nation you, Karma You Award. really liked your trip to Annapolis. Okay, coming up, prop <laughs> picks for San Diego and BYU Hoops. Plus, Jesse Wade's journeys up Y Mountain, how it changed his perspective on life and why it w- kept him going with basketball. This is BYU Sports Nation. What does Spencer think of this? Spencer loves it. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Do you want to watch Brady Christensen not run down and celebrate with his teammates because he's so out of breath because BYU is scoring so much? You can go to the BYU TV app and watch all the BYU football games that we have on there right now. Happy New Year's Eve. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live in Studio B. Jesse Wade of BYU Basketball literally found a mountain and found inspiration. Rehabbing an injury by climbing Y Mountain, a symbol of his emotional journey as well. Here is Jesse Wade and his deep blue feature presented by America First Credit Union. We're here to help. John 13, 17, it says, if you know these things, happy are ye if you do them. What a shot from the corner from Jesse Wade. We've seen him down a bunch of threes in here. Oh, yeah. In life, there's so much. We know what we should be doing. We all have a basic knowledge of work we need to be putting in, where we're at spiritually and where we want to be. We have to do things to be happy. We can't just know what to do. We have to do it. And when we do it, we are happy. I think 5A state player of the year as a high school kid and the best player in the state and he goes to you know prestigious Gonzaga and things just didn't work out he came here with coach Rose and redshirted and and then when we got here just had knee injuries I know last year was super super disappointing for him just because he couldn't get his body right yet again there was a crossing road or a point where you know you, you wonder is this worth it to your body right is this really worth it all the all the the wear and tear and the grind of of being a college basketball player yeah a lot of people at different points have said well 
it'd be understandable if you just stopped playing because of kind of your experience through college and how it's shaped out, but no, I, I wouldn't. So we got 13 switchbacks, really 14. The first one is the hardest one. It doesn't have a number to it, so I should call it zero, but zero is pretty brutal. See, like right here when you're running up this part, this is where you start feeling it. You've already been going for like a tenth of a mile maybe, but it's just all uphill. This is just where your quads just start burning. And you still got, I mean, we're only halfway up this first switchback. So it's long and it's hard, but good metaphor for life. I started in February once COVID hit and everything kind of got shut down and looking for ways to rehab my knee. My dad recommended, you know, I try hiking, he hikes. But my gosh, this killed me the first time. I think I was up and down. I just walked the first time. I was up and down like in an hour and a half. And I was kind of, I was just dead. I didn't have a lot of muscle in my quads supporting it at the time, so it took a lot longer. But I mean, then I got to where I was making it up and down in about 25 minutes. He doubled down. Like the courage he has to double down and say, no, I'm not relenting. I'm not giving in. I am going to find a way to make this work has been spectacular to watch. I'm so proud of him. He has climbed the Y more than any human being in the history of the world. I'm not totally sure, but I think it's close. I'm so proud of Jesse Wade. He gives everything. He gives so much effort to what he puts his mind to, and he saw the hike as a way to physically recover. But, you know, the conversations we've had, decisions we've made maybe, and just things like that, it's just been really fun. In life, oftentimes we find ourselves in dark places, hard times. Like me, eight, nine, ten months ago, I was really struggling physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, just with my journey in life and how life was going. But to be able to work hard, keep it up, and just push through, and then see what's on the other side, I think that's the beauty of life, is that there are struggles, but through struggles we find beauty and joy and happiness. The thing I keep learning about these deep blue features is everyone has their own specific individual trial. Oh, that, yeah, that's the story trick mantra as well. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's got a story. and Everyone's got a challenge to overcome. His wife's name's Jade, by the way. Jade Wade, love it. Okay, coming up today's last rise and shout-outs of the year. Plus, we get a head start on our prop picks for BYU at San Diego on Saturday. Hopefully that game happens, Jerem. This is BYU Sports Nation. Worked out the first time in that season. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Download the pod, Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, subscribe, review, and rate it. It's time for our... New Year's weekend at San Diego edition of Prop Picks brought to you by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Ben Bagley, you have the floor. First one, BYU had five players scoring double digits against Weber State in their last game. How many will do so at San Diego? Let's set the over-under three. 
Jerem, last time I picked under four, I lost. So I'm picking four. I'm taking the over on this one. Yeah, it was Texas Southern. Uh, I go push three. Yeah. Okay. All Next. right. Number two, total number of points scored in in the San Diego game. We're going prices right, closest without going over. Ooh, then I'm going 140. I see this being like a 76-64 type game for BYU. Yeah, I went 147 so that I don't go over. <laughs> Number three. A 141 there. Uh, last one. More total points and rebounds. The Instapot or the Crockpot? Wait. The Crockpot is Trevin Nell, right? The, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Spencer Johnson clearly has accepted Instant Pot. Insta Pot. Oh. We have issues with the rights of the name. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm so it negotiating. Has to, it has to be Insta Pot. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, I'm going with uh, Trevin Nell. <laughs> Because flip a coin. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm going with my guy, you Spencer Johnson. You, you, you nicknamed him. Yeah, I nicknamed him. He's accepted it. Let's go. All right, those are the prop picks for our New Year's weekend BYU at San Diego on Saturday. Our question of the day, what was the most memorable BYU sports moment of 2020? In response, our Elite Voice of the Day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. And today's Elite Voice goes to former BYU kicker and punter Johnny Linehan, who responded to the question of what's the most memorable BYU sports moment by simply retweeting the SiriusXM college sports tweet from April 17th, declaring Cosmo as the mascot bracket challenge champion after they looked into the Twitter vote. I think I gave credit to Fox Sports earlier. No, it was, it was SiriusXM that overlooked the Fox Cosmo Sports one was and the Big Red. Other, that was fans. Yeah. That was best college basketball fans. Yeah, there are there so many. It's hard to know now. So, well done, Johnny. He's definitely making a name for himself on <laughs> social media. And he went to bat for Jake Oldward yesterday successfully. Today's Rise and Shoutouts presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU football for its uh, Ty Jordan gifts. Of course, the uh, Utah running back passed away earlier this week, uh, tragically. BYU sent a few items to the team and players to remember Ty, who, uh, who died. So, classy move by uh, BYU football. Yeah, I love this, and I love the response from Utah football and Utah football fans on social media. And, yeah, and I came like together over this the direction of moment. what's being said of, can we get rid of the, the ugliness and the vitriol on social media, respect the rivalry, you know, have fun, good nature with it. If you can't in this vit- moment, you never Take will. the vitriol away. Yeah. Uh, and my rise and shout-out goes to every one of you for making it through the year 2020. Seriously. We did it! This, uh, that, that is not something to take lightly. Our thanks to today's guest, Brady Christensen. Sorry to Dennis Petta, no time. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Dennis Simmons. We'll see you technically next year on BYU Sports Nation. Bring on 2021 and go Cougs.